said, uh, what, wasn't that a blessing? And uh, thank you. And, and the old devil knew that was going to be a blessing, so he just uh, kicked up some, some sounds uh, there in the background. And uh, uh, aren't you glad for technology that uh, sometimes it's, uh, it's really helpful? Thank you. That was precious. That was a neat, a neat song. Let's turn in our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 12 this evening. Hebrews chapter 12. And uh, we're going to, to look at a passage of Scripture that uh, we examined on Sunday. But I want to add just a, a bit more to it, uh, some, some uh, really important thought, a very crucial thought here. Hebrews chapter 12 this evening. Hebrews 12, would you stand with me as you find your place here in the Word of God? We'll read the first four verses here this evening. Hebrews 12, beginning at verse number 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience. And we're going to focus on that, that thought there of patience. How many of you like patience? How many of you struggle with patience sometimes? Okay, let us run with patience. And we're going to look at really the biblical meaning of patience and then make some application for us. But let us run with patience the race that is said before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. So we're going to, to look, let us run with patience, the race that is set before us. If you'll join me, let's go to the Lord in prayer this evening. Father, we thank you. Uh, thank you for the, the, the privilege, uh, Lord, just to open the Word of God. And Lord, thank you for the challenge that we've had tonight just in, in singing and in special music. Lord, we look unto you tonight. We've been exhorted to look unto you, the author and finisher of our faith. And we look unto you tonight, ask you to be our, our helper, ask you to be our teacher tonight. Lord, I believe this topic that we're dealing with is so very crucial, so very important, and especially as we consider the day in which we live and, and pressing forward, looking forward to that, to your return, that we'll see you face to face. Help us to run with patience until that day. We pray in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. And you may be seated this evening. Uh, again, the, the context, uh, we are uh, near the faith chapter of the Bible, Hebrews chapter 11, and uh, the beginning here of, of uh, chapter 12. Uh, wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. And so we have here the men and women of faith uh, that are mentioned, heroes of faith in chapter 11. And uh, really the context is showing these men and women uh, walked by faith, lived by faith. They finished their race. They did it. And we can do it as well. Uh, it's our turn. Uh, let us now. The Bible turns attention to you and I. And so let us Run with patience the race that is set before us. And, and we tried to emphasize on, on Sunday that God has a good and an acceptable and perfect will for each and every one of us. God has a plan uh, for your life. He has something for you. He has a race for you to run that nobody else can run. Uh, Miss Laura, you went and you ran, uh, was it a marathon that you ran? 26.2 miles, did you run the whole thing? Uh, wow, that's quite an accomplishment, 26.2 miles marathon, and uh, that's quite a race. Uh, now, in that race, uh, you might picture this, uh, our Christian life 
is a marathon. It's a race that we are running. It's a, it's a race a long distance, and we don't know when the Lord is coming. We don't know when our race will come to an end. We don't know when we'll stand before the Lord. I think we're going to see the Lord very, very soon. And uh, the key is this. The Lord wants us to run that race until we see Jesus, until His return, or until He takes us home to be with Him. Uh, there's a key word, though, if we're to succeed, that I want to focus on tonight, it's that word patience. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. That's one of the key thoughts in Hebrews. I want you to go back with me to Hebrews chapter 6 and look with me at verse number 12, Hebrews 6 and verse number 12. And here the Lord exhorts us that you be not slothful, don't be lazy, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. We go to Hebrews chapter 10 and verse number 35. Hebrews 10 verse 35. Here we're exhorted, cast not away therefore your confidence, our trust in the Lord, which hath great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come, and will not tarry. And so in this context of the Lord's return, he says we have need of patience as we run that race. I want you to turn past the book of Hebrews to the book of James. And if you go all the way to James chapter number 5, uh, James chapter 5 and uh, verse number 7, James 5 verse 7. Uh, here we are exhorted, be patient therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth and hath long patience for it until it received the early and latter rain. How many of you have planted a garden? And uh, you, ever, you ever plant a garden and you want immediately to reap the fruit of it? And I can remember times I planted, planted gardens and uh, you wait for it to come up. And so many times I would go out into the garden and start digging the seed. And before I knew it, I destroyed the seed. I dug it up and ruined that particular crop. And, and because sometimes I was impatient for the, for the fruit of the garden, I started planting radishes. And radishes, they will be ready in about a month of time. And so that was something, at least, there would be the fruit of the labor. And so the Bible says the husbandman, he waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth and hath long patience for it and uh, until he received the early and the latter rain. Then we, we're exhorted in verse 8, Be ye also patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Now, if we were told that in the book of James, and we were told that in the book of Hebrews, that God's coming was nigh, don't you think now, uh, almost 2,000 years later, uh, that we're even closer to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, and surely that coming draws nigh to us today. In verse number 10, we read, Take my brethren the prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering, affliction, and of patience. Behold, we count them happy which endure. You have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. And we know all that Job went through, and yet patiently Job endured that until the end he was given twice uh, that which he had in the beginning. Uh, the fact is tonight Jesus is returning. And we don't know when. Uh, while we wait, the Bible is saying we have a race to run. And we are to run that race with patience. We are to serve the Lord 
patiently, inter interesting, have faith and patience fit together. In Hebrews 10, before we get to the faith chapter of the Bible, uh, you have need of patience. And then we uh, finish the faith chapter of the Bible, we enter into Hebrews chapter 12, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. So they fit together, they, they fit together hand in hand, and true faith will produce patience, and patience will tr produce a true faith, uh, two sides of a coin. Now let me give you tonight, to, to begin with, the definition of patience. Important to understand this from the biblical perspective. Patience, Webster's 1828, uh, describes patience as having the quality of enduring evils without murmuring or fretfulness. Uh, patience is sustaining afflictions uh, of body or mind with fortitude, with courage, with bravery. Uh, patience is calmness or Christian submission uh, to the divine will. Uh, patience is remaining calm under the sufferance of injuries or offenses. Uh, patience is not being revengeful, uh, not becoming bitter, but enduring uh, the race set before us. Uh, he mentioned the patience of Job in the book of James, and that really helps to describe it. Uh, we know all that Job endured, all that Job faced. Uh, we know how a moment of time Job received the news that his possessions had been stolen, others of his possessions had been destroyed, and that his children uh, fell uh, under the wind and the house collapsed upon them, and he lost all ten of his children in a moment of time. And we know the story in the account of Job that he, he lost his health and that his friends turned against him and his wife encouraged him to curse the Lord and to die. And so everything went against Job. Uh, he faced heartaches. He faced difficulties. He suffered much. And uh, I guarantee there's nobody here tonight that has had to endure, to face, or to suffer uh, what Job went through in his life. And yet Job continued to walk with God. And despite all that Job faced, we read in Job chapter 1, verses 20 through 22, Then Job rose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped. And said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb. Naked shall I return thither the Lord gave. The Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. And so we see the patience of Job, despite the suffering, uh, continuing faithful in the things of God. Now, patience so very closely tied with endurance, uh, keeping on despite the difficulties, and uh, so closely tied together, enduring, uh, continuing on, being steadfast, simply trusting God no matter the circumstances. Uh, now, as I, I began to preach through this faith chapter of the Bible, felt a real need considering the circumstances around us. And what the Bible said, you have need of patience. And, and I can look around, and, and no matter what we face, we are to still continue faithful to God. We're to continue to run the race. Let me tell you, your race did not take a break with the COVID crisis. Okay, just because COVID came along, it does not change the fact that God has a race for you to run. Uh, doesn't change the fact, uh, if you're quarantined or whatever, doesn't change the fact that God still has a plan or a purpose for your life. Now, as the author of Hebrews puts it, you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, 
you might receive the promise. And the Hebrew Christians, we know, were scattered. Uh, they were persecuted uh, for their faith. And many of them lost jobs and faced tremendous difficulties. And, and what the writer is expressing, no matter what you face... You still have a race to run. Don't quit that race. Don't get bitter in that race. Don't be discouraged in that race and drop aside or fall back or shrink back in unbelief. You're to press on, trusting God no matter what the circumstances or the situation around you. And I think that's the message that this generation truly needs to hear. We truly need to hear this, this message of, of patience, continuing, serving God. Uh, in the midst of all the difficulties, continuing to look for the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, looking for the return of Christ, continuing to be faithful even when others fail. It's kind of a definition here as uh, a patience from a biblical perspective. Now, let's look at a thought uh, here, the development of patience. How do we get patience? Have you ever prayed? How many of you have prayed for patience? Any of you ever prayed for it? Okay. Uh, if, if I were to ask you, if you prayed for patience and God answered your prayer, you faced some difficulties after you prayed for that patience. That's what the Bible teaches. See, we have need of patience if we're to run our race well, but how do we gain that patience? And uh, let's go forward again. James chapter 1. James chapter 1. Here the Lord describes the gaining of that patience. In verse number 2, James 1, we read, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. I wonder, when was the last time that you faced a difficulty that you counted it joy? We don't always do that. We don't like it. But he says, count it all joy. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. So how does God build that patience that we so need in running our race, he does so with the trying of faith. He said, but let your patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. In verse number 12 of James 1, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. So here the Lord tries your faith. He takes you through trials. Uh, this is what Job endured. Testings, difficulties, hardships. Uh, God works patience in our lives through the trials of life. Some of God's greatest servants in the Word of God face some of the most difficult of days. Uh, we think about some of our heroes. We think about uh, King David. Yet before David became king, he would endure the trial of fleeing for his life from Saul. And those trials only strengthened their faith. Let's go back to, to the book of Romans for just a moment, chapter 5. You'll see a very similar thought. God builds and develops your patience through trials, through difficulties. Romans 5, verse number 1. Reads, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein you stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. And patience, experience, and experience, hope. The hope of the Bible is something that is steadfast. It's something that we know 
is going to happen. We just don't know when. And so we wait for it. And hope maketh not ashamed because of the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. So tribulation worketh patience. So the next time you face a difficulty, remember that God may be growing you. He may be building your patience. He may be building endurance in your life, uh, training you uh, for the ministry or training you for His work. And this is what we would do in in running track. Uh, There would be days that we would do distance training. And so I remember one time the coach sent us out on a, I think it was a 10-mile run, and it was a lot further than I wanted to run, but he was building endurance in our life. And then there were days we would do aerobic training, and we would run sprints for a short time and then walk a distance and then run a sprint and then walk and run. And he was building a patience, knew that to get to the track meet, we needed all of this training if we were to succeed in the track meet. And so it is with the Lord. He knows what it's going to take as we prepare for the return of Jesus Christ. Uh, let's go to the book of 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 1, these uh, similar thoughts. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse number 6. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6. Reads, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, You're in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found to praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. We know that gold is purified through the fire. Your life is purified through the fire. And it's through the fire, through the trial, that God molds you to the character an image of the Lord. It's through the trial, through the fire that you're prepared for the return of Jesus Christ. It's through the fire. It's through difficulties. It's through problems and relationships or it's through uh, problems in your Christian life or it's it's through uh, trials that you face. It's through financial struggles. It's through persecutions and and various things that God builds and molds your character. Uh, Notice in in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse number 19, We read, For this is thankworthy, if a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. For what glory is it, when you be buffeted for your faults, you shall take it patiently. But if when you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. Uh, We go to 1 Peter chapter 4, verse number 12. He said, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. What the Lord is saying, you're going through difficulties, you're going through trials, it's not strange. That's how God develops you and grows you and molds you. He said, But rejoice, inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when His glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, Happy are ye, for the spirit of glory and of God rested upon you. On their part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. Let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evildoer or as a busybody in other men's matters. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. For the time has come, the judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God 
Commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. It's just simply expressing. It's not a strange thing when you face difficulties or trials or persecutions. He said, can it all join when you fall into diverse temptations? God is in control. And he said, judgment begins at the house of God. The Lord is preparing you for his return. And so he's saying, let us run with patience the race that is set before us. When you face the difficulties, it's not a time to gripe and murmur and complain. It's not a time to lose your trust in God. It's not a time to to give up hope. It's not a time to shrink back. It's a time for you to recognize that your God loves you. And he loves you so much that he's willing to let you hurt to build the character that it takes. And uh, you know this, anybody that's ever competed in any kind of sports, you know there's a training that you have to go to. You students in school know that to pass the test, uh, you have to go through the training and the discipline of that. And so it is the Christian life. And this is what discipleship is all about. This is the patience that God develops in our life. Maybe God is allowing you to be pressed, squeezing you. Uh, facing hardships or difficulties, allowing this to build you and mold you, to help you to be successful in your Christian life. Uh, We don't like trials. We don't like testings, but it's important. Uh, I've never met a soldier that really enjoyed boot camp. Uh, Not a a fun thing to go through. And yet, for the soldier, boot camp is an important part of the development and the training in preparation for war. There are times in the Christian life the Lord takes us through boot camp. You know, really, we, we have a weak generation of Christians today. And uh, I, I think as a result, uh, we don't know what it is to suffer. We've been so blessed in America. Uh, we really don't know what it is to suffer. We don't know what boot camp is like. But I'm just wondering as we head towards the return of Christ, if we're not going to see the statement in Peter that judgment begins at the house of God and God's doing a little bit of cleaning up of our house in preparation for the return of Christ. So this is the development of patience in our life. Now go back with me to the book of Hebrews. And we see here in this context the demonstration of patience. In the context, uh, faith is demonstrated uh, or patience is demonstrated by these heroes of the faith. As we look, let us run with patience the race that's set before us, the previous statement, Hebrews 12, verse number 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, every one of these heroes endured great trial. And yet, like Job, they remained faithful. They continued to trust God despite the situations around them. Even in their difficulties, even in days of impossibilities, they continued to trust the Lord. Examine just a few of these examples here this evening. Uh, Let's look back to Noah for just a moment, Hebrews 11 and verse 7. You consider all that Noah endured. Reads by faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world, and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. We think of all that that Noah endured. There's no doubt he endured the mockery of his generation. Uh, Noah, we know, was a preacher of righteousness. We know that he endured rejection. Uh, We know that building the ark was hard work, and you can see all of the details that God 
put into that ark. And I think he worked on that ark a great number of years with his family. Once he boarded the ark, God closed the door of the ark. The rains descended, the floods rose. Noah endured many days aboard that ark until the Bible says, And God remembered Noah. See, Noah demonstrated patience. He was an example of patience, of endurance in the midst of his trials. Uh, consider Abraham, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 8. By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out to a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. He went out not knowing whither he went. Abraham was promised a son, yet patiently he waited for that son 25 years. Even coming to the place of human impossibility. He's a testimony, a demonstration of patience. He was promised a land, and yet in his lifetime he never gained possession of that land, yet he believed the Lord. Hebrews 11 verse 13 would really describe this endurance, this patience of Abraham. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. We know that Abraham patiently waited for that promise. It was secure to him. He believed it with all of his heart. He died not owning that land, yet in his heart he had the token of that promise. He patiently endured all of his life without actually possessing that land physically. He possessed it spiritually. That's a testimony, a demonstration of patience. Consider Job. As a young man, he dreamed a dream. And in that dream, he believed God's plan and purpose. He believed that God had a race for him to run. And yet after dreaming that dream, his own family rejected him. Potiphar's wife falsely accused him. He endured slavery. He endured prison. He demonstrated patience. He did not give up on that dream that God gave him. And here's what I, what I tell you, is you get a, a direction from God. God's got a plan for your life. Uh, you get along with God. He's got a purpose for you. Uh, and in that purpose, it may be some time in being fulfilled. And it may take time to come to that place where you see the actual fulfillment of that promise. But friend, never doubt in the dark what God reveals to you in the light. And when God reveals something in the light, you may go through trials and testings, but it doesn't change the plan of God or the promise of God. You'll find that in every single case with these men and women of faith. They endured patiently. And so God's got a plan for you. How many people believe that? They'll come to an altar and surrender their life and say, God, I know you've called me to the mission field or you've called me to ministry or Lord, I surrender to serve you in whatever capacity and Lord, I want to do whatever you want me to do. And then they'll go through a trial in life and say, God has forgotten me. And so they don't patiently endure what God has called them to. See, to fulfill God's will for your life, there comes a place, your, your call is going to be tested. It's going to be tried. But patiently, you endure that. Consider Moses. He was called as a deliverer to the children of Israel, but the Israelites could not see it. Moses spent 40 years on the backside of the wilderness. And finally, time came to lead his people out of Egypt. They continuously murmured and complained and even threatened, but Moses patiently 
endured, continued to be faithful to God. Uh, look in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 35. Consider those that suffered. Uh, we read, women received their dead raised to life again. And others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had a trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. Something that comes to my mind as I read about these others, despite the hardships and persecutions, even death, they remain steadfast. And, you know, so often the old devil, uh, he comes along, you go through a trial. That old devil is there and he jumps on the back and if God really loved you, why would you go through that? If God really loved you, why would you face that persecution? If God really loved you, why this difficulty in your life? See, God is, is developing. Can you imagine, had that been the attitude of these men and women of faith who suffered, uh, they never would have endured, but patiently they endured. They never questioned God's love for them. Friend, I, I want to encourage you, uh, no matter what you go through, don't you ever question God's love. Don't you ever question God's purpose for your life. Don't you ever question that God is in control. You trust the Lord patiently, enduring unto the end. This patience was demonstrated by these heroes of the faith. Uh, most of all, Hebrews 12, patience was demonstrated by the Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews 12, verse number 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. Uh, we know here Christ, uh, the greatest example of patiently enduring despite the trials. He suffered more than we can ever imagine, more than any person has ever suffered. He endured the cross. He endured the physical suffering beyond comprehension for us tonight. He endured the rejection of the Father. Uh, the Father turning His back and the Son, Psalm 22, crying, My God, my God, why hast Thou forsaken me? He endured the weight of sin that was placed upon Him. He endured the rejection or the contradiction of sinners. He was despised and rejected and beaten and falsely accused and hated and all the world turned against the Lord Jesus Christ, this world that he so dearly loved and yet turned against him. He could have put an end to it at any point. He could have destroyed the world. He could have called the angels from heaven, but he patiently endured to the very end as the greatest example of patience for us. There are two scriptures I want to refer to. First Peter. Chapter 2. As you consider the patience of Christ, the endurance of Christ, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse number 21. We read, For even hereunto were you called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. When he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously, who his own self bare our sins and his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. You've been falsely accused. You've been uh, maybe misused or been maybe uh, hurt by somebody else. Consider what Jesus endured, how patiently 
he went through it. One last passage, uh, the book of Isaiah, chapter 53. Very familiar, uh, messianic psalm passage, or messianic passage referring to the Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah 53, uh, reading through this chapter, thinking about the endurance of Christ, the patience of Christ. Christ exhibited, demonstrated patience as no other has ever. Uh, Isaiah 53, who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of the dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. This describes the Lord. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. We hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And he goes on to describe this suffering of the Lord. Verse 7, he was oppressed, he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and the sheep before her shearers is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison, from judgment. Who shall declare his generation? Uh, verse number 11. He shall see the travail of his soul, shall be satisfied by his knowledge. Shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. He was numbered in verse 12 with the transgressors. He bare the sin of many. It's describing the patience of the Lord. He demonstrated endurance as no other has ever done so. Uh, this is why the Bible says to you and I, let us run with patience the race that is set before us. The Lord never said it would be easy. It's not going to be easy to live the Christian life. Uh, your Christian life and walk is not going to be without trials. It wasn't easy for Christ. It wasn't easy for these men and women of faith. The Lord did promise that He would be with you. And no matter what you face, later in Hebrews chapter 13, He says He will never leave you nor forsake you. He'll never give you more than you can bear with Him. Uh, he would give us grace, He said, in every situation. Uh, His grace would always be sufficient for you. He promised that at the end of the race you would stand before Him. And at the end of the race... Uh, you would be with him. At the end of the race, he promised a reward for those that patiently endure, finish their call, finish their race. Friend, we're going to see the Lord. There's no doubt about it. We're going to stand before him, give an account of our life. And what the Bible is expressing is that we are to patiently uh, go through this race. Uh, it's not going to be an easy race. Difficulties in that race Look to Jesus. Keep your eyes upon the Lord. Look to that finish line. Look to that day when you will stand before the Lord, when the Lord will say to you, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. We sing it will be worth it all when we see Jesus. There are multitudes of Christians that took their eyes off of the Lord. They got their eyes on the storm and they began to sink in that storm. They would shrink back in unbelief and they missed God's plan and God's purpose for their life. Uh, they got discouraged or maybe became bitter. And we're going to see some of that in, uh, later in this chapter, in chapter 12. Just got bitter uh, at the Lord or bitter at difficulties or bitter at people instead of just patiently without murmuring, or without complaining, uh, just resting their case in the hands of the Lord. 
So let us run with patience the race that is set before us. The Bible says you need patience to please the Lord. Uh, the definition of patience, it's simply enduring with your eyes upon Jesus Christ. The development of patience, God does it through the trials and difficulties of life. And we have the demonstration of patience in these heroes of the faith and most of all in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go for a moment, every head bowed.